What up, my Hanyaks? Welcome back to the final Freedom episode of this Freedom Weekend, episode four, day four. Uh, hopefully, uh, you guys got the Monday off like so many did. I got the long weekend. I know somebody took some people took the Friday off, but hopefully, it was wonderful Fourth of July for everyone, a safe one, and uh, hopefully, you had good food, good friends, and good boomsticks. To watch light up the night sky, which one thing and I don't think I've mentioned yet that uh, I I do love and I don't know how true this is. You can fact check on me, but I'm a Hanyak, so I may not care about your fact check. So it's fine. But is, you know, uh, part of the reason uh, the fireworks uh, actually have some, I guess we'll call it like serious value outside of the, you know, the bright colors and big, loud, fun outdoor celebration. It's like in, in kind of a memoriam of like, of the cannon fire of the sounds of war, you know, that world, it was the revolutionary war. So kind of cool thing there. But uh, I know, I mean, shoot, I know I had a great day. I was uh, decked out in my freedom attire, uh, had tights, um, had American flag tights, had uh, American flag with bald eagle shirt, had my new, one of my new headbands, had the other two on my wrist, ready to switch out if I felt the need, which I didn't, it was, but it's a white headband with uh, red and blue sprinkles with donuts that are red, white, and blue on it, it's the bomb, and uh, I believe that was all, oh, 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 and to tie it all together, I didn't have like American flag pants or or shorts, I did have jorts though, so, uh, which are, are acceptable in, in the absence of say some shorts that are, you know, red, white, and blue, you can just go with the classic jorts to, uh, tie everything together, it was hot and about halfway through the day, I had to take the tights off and kind of, uh, ditch some of the stuff in the, these new headbands are extra snug, so they were giving me a little bit of a squeeze and giving me a little bit of headache, so I had to kind of go on and off with them, but it was delicious. Had a whole smorgasbord of smoked meats, courtesy of a good buddy, and shout out to Trevin. Well, let's see, what did, what did he cook up for us? He had four racks of ribs, we had two things of bologna, uh, two had like four or five pork tenderloins um, with a two or three different seasonings, uh, then, then a good amount of smoked sausage. And I think that's, that's, that's the meat lineup. And they had some like random other potato salad nonsense. I, my whole plate was meat. It was meat plate. And that's how I roll. I mean, it was the plates weren't big, but it's like, I don't need a big plate. They were nor, well, normal size plate. Size of the plate doesn't matter. I don't know why I was trying to make a case for it, but it was it was more or less a normal size plate, and uh, yeah, filled it up. Uh, before I knew it, I you know I'd gotten some of all the meat, and I looked down and I go, oh yeah, that's full. Uh, but I don't need anything else. And then finished it off with some uh, ooh some Oreo, an Oreo cake. So it was half chocolate, half vanilla, with some cool Oreo icing, and then an Oreo, an un, not a full Oreo, just the the. Cr- the cookie part of the, I almost said cracker, the cookie part of the Oreo, just so one half, or technically a third of an Oreo. How do you divide up Oreos? How is it, here's, here's a good debate starter here. Uh, oh gosh. Whoops, got a new mic. Boom arm, just smoked it. Okay, is, is an Oreo two parts, three parts? Technically it's two parts in the sense of you have, 
a cookie, you have two chocolate cookies, and then you have the cream in the middle. So that's, that's only it's only two things, but it is divided up into three parts. So if you said you had half an Oreo, technically half an Oreo could be argued to be you have one half of a cookie, and then half of that cookie is uh, has cream on it, and then same goes for the other, and that is truly half. Versus if you just get say one half of the cookie, no icing on it, no icing, no no uh, whatever frosting cream on it. Um, that's technically only a third. So like you need to break it up, you know, and lick the lick the middle out. It's like you've only eaten a third of an Oreo. If you disagree, uh, let's hear it. So you know the drill. It's email, text, voicemail, voice memo link, or five-star review. Just uh, whatever your mode of choice, have at it. Let me know. Is Oreo two parts, three parts? When you take it in half, if I, just having the cookie part of an Oreo, did I, have, did I have half an Oreo on that piece of cake or did I have a third of an Oreo? I say I had a third of an Oreo. So, and... Feel free to wager your your arguments. As we've seen in previous episodes, I can be convinced of things. I was utterly against the lone minivan with the grill guard on it, and Connor convinced me that you know maybe maybe it's uh it was a good thing. So <laughs> that's a good thing. Maybe you know, or maybe it's a, at least something kind of thing. Like hey, it is it is unique at that point. You got the minivan, and we all know that I like to try and be when I when I have my cars. I like to have some little flair and uniqueness. I don't know that I would go the route of a cattle guard, but I mean, why not, right? It's uh, it, you're at least protecting your front end, so it's practical. So you can convince me of it, but uh, I still vow to never own a minivan uh, unless it's like a cheapo minivan. We like rip out all the seats and stuff, and it's used for a kind of a non minivan purpose. We'll say not like a daily driver, but like a, oh, this is how we haul like our I don't know our gear around, or we camp out of it, or something like that's. That's more what I'm going for here, but we are way off track. So, yeah, tell me how your Freedom Weekend was. Tell me how your Freedom Day was. You know, obviously, the first day of this Freedom Weekend episode, we, we you know, started off with what what started f- <laughs> this whole process, you know, 245 years ago, uh, yesterday now, and that was the Declaration of Independence, the Founding Fathers coming together. We read through it, read through it all. Second day, we told, told, told our fun stories leading up to the fourth. Then on the fourth, you know, we covered how it is, it is, um, we covered the full context of understanding how to balance the good with the bad when looking at things. And one note I do want to say on that, that I, that I saw something interesting, because guess what? I saw some kind of like, mm, kind of like ironic or cynical posts where it's like, oh, happy forest, but then they say, you know, we murdered a bunch of natives, it was built on the backs of slaves, and um, but we have our freedom, and it was like, okay. And then I thought about this. I said, okay, what if you, your persona to other people, you know, like, oh, when you think of so-and-so, this is, you know, this is this is them, right? And, and, and kind of how you build your, I guess we'll say public persona or just how people perceive you. Imagine, and... I didn't, I didn't comment because I was like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go down this road. I just, um, I went the, went the high road and I just uh, posted a bunch of American flag emojis on a comment and no words. And I was like, you know what, freedom. Here we are. <laughs> but no, I, I, my thought is, what if your persona was based upon all only the bad things and the screw ups in your life? Honestly, you could look at every single person then and say, man, they're a pretty crappy person. 
like I, I looking at mine, it's like, okay, if I only looked at all of my downfalls, you know, uh, going in more recent future, it's like every time I screw up, screwed up as a husband, every time I've screwed up at work, every day, like, and that's, and that was like, oh, this is, this is him. You know, this is <laughs> look over here like, Hey, this is Jack. He, uh, <laughs> he's disorganized. He doesn't love his wife. He, uh, sleeps in, he does all this, you know, he does, he's done all these things. And so that's who he is. And now we, where it gets tricky is like, uh, if, if it's habitual, you know, it's like, Hey, he, he literally has never been organized a day in his life, but it's like, no, no, no. He, this one event thing, you know, and different conversation and maybe it's not a perfect comparison, but it, but it's an interesting thought, right? It's like, you need to be able to see the person as a whole. You, you look at the good, you look at the bad and you, um, you know, you can make whatever judgments will come out of that. And I think the same is true for the 4th of July, but just an interesting thought I had, I said, you know, what if, what if you, your perception, um, people's perception of you was based only upon the bad things that you did. Uh, it's like, you'd probably come off as a pretty crampy person. I know I would. I mean, I, it's not that way for me. And I still <laughs> feel like, uh, <laughs> there's plenty of people out there who think I'm a crappy person, but Hey, it is what it is. You know, we just keep rolling, keep smiling, keep having fun, making jokes. Uh, did you go see some fireworks shows? I got to see a fireworks show on Saturday night and then I was a little sad. So we had to leave early and be- because, and I'm not, I say sad. I wasn't upset. Um, we had to leave early, though, our our get-together. We ate, and then we had to leave before the fireworks and head back home. And at, at first, I was like, man, it's kind of a bummer. We're not going to get to see the fireworks show. But then I remembered the route that we take home is a two-lane highway that we go through a couple small towns, and it's kind of just out in the country a little bit. And so for almost an hour, it's a little over an hour drive, and for we'll say for 45 to 45 to 60 minutes of that drive, we we saw fireworks. I mean, it wasn't some like grand put together show, but it's like we come into the first town and and it's not and and it's just you know these are small towns where it's like they can do it within city limits. So it's like literally just people out in the streets throughout the town and just shooting up fireworks. And I was like, this is just and you're cruising along and the sun has just gone down. It's a nice night. It does sound like it's raining because there are so many bugs hitting my car. Uh, that, that that was a weird that that's such a weird thing. It's been real uh, prevalent lately, and I don't know what to do about it, but. There's that, but we we got to see um, the way I see it, several fireworks shows, and then then there'd be you know just random ones where we weren't in the town or anything, and it's like look over to the left a little bit on the horizon, you see these fireworks going off, and they're pretty great, and we were pretty close to some of them too, and it was a lot of fun. So it was it was it was a neat way to still get a fireworks show, and then uh, unfortunately had to soil that the end of that drive as we came back into the city with an idiot. Uh, but that will be on Wednesday's episode. You'll hear all about this road rage. This, this, it's some of the ro- worst road rage I have been subject to, um, unjustly so. <laughs> but it, it's kind of crazy. So you know, today I, I honestly didn't wasn't too sure what we were going to talk about today because it was like the big day was yesterday. And so what did you do? And I was like, well, it's kind of like your film day, you know, like the game's on Friday and you come back on Saturday and you kind of look back, you reflect both on the immediate and then kind of on the generality. And we've covered a lot of that. We've already read the declaration. We've talked about stories. Uh, you know, I've talked about some of my favorite things around, um, around the fourth and whatnot. And, and what we like to do. And then we've talked about some of the more controversial stuff at the same time. So it's like, what do we do? Do we, well, we just reflect back on the weekend. I think it was an awesome weekend and arguably, you know, 
most people most people will look at it and be like, oh, you know, Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's, that's their favorite holidays. And I don't know. I think mine might be the fourth. If it's at least up there, like I would put it in the list, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it out of the list by any means, but it's, it's, it's on the list. Um, and it's up there in contention. It's not, you know, it's not an eight seed. It's a, it's a one, two, three seed type situation. If we're going to put it into sports terms. So, uh, yeah, but it's just kind of a general reflection and not to be too serious though, of anything, uh, you know, all the fun stuff that gets to happen and and it's cool so uh, I'll, let me know who your weekend was would love to hear all the feedback you, you know what it is it's ramblingviking at gmail.com it's 580-789-9258 text or uh, call there then it's the voice message link in the description or I would say a, a fun unique way to do it leave a five star review and lay it out in your review because then it's fun. Then it's like, oh, these reviews. Because then it's not like looking through reviews where it's like, oh, this is this, this is this. It's like this review is he's specifically talking about what he did on the 4th of July. What does that have to do with anything? And then they have to go listen to the podcast to find out. And then it's a fun inside joke with all of us who are already involved in the podcast. So what can I say, right? <clears throat> so I, in thinking about this, I know I talked about the memes and um, – my friend's Facebook page, who I, I will dub him the King of the Fourth, uh, ironically so, because you know we the Fourth celebrates us shedding a king, King George the Third. But I will uh, dub him that because he killed it with his timeline. And I know I touched on, I think it was yesterday, what uh, one of his posts where he talked about the price they paid of the fifty-six um, signers of the Declaration and what they were putting on the line. And I and I finished reading the last paragraph yesterday again. So I figured I'd read through the full pro post where he breaks down kind of what happens to what happened to a lot of the signers because we talked about okay they they did this declaration this is kind of how it panned out and when we talked about Frederick, Frederick Douglass in his 1852 Fourth of July speech and then now looking on the back and we can say okay what happened to the guys and then come full circle so it kind of worked out real nice so without further ado um, I'll just read the whole post again just in case. It's lost somewhere in yesterday and not in your memory banks because it was kind of a side note. So uh, the title is the, the price they paid and I will, hmm, what will I do? I'll find where this is taken from, the link, and see if I can put it in the description. If it's not in the description, I, it's too many characters for me to straight copy paste. I totally would if I could, but I'll figure out something to do. But it's the price they paid. Have you ever wondered what happened to the 56 men who signed the Declaration of Independence? What fates befell them for daring to put their names to that document? Five signers were captured by the British as traitors and tortured before they died. Twelve had their homes ransacked and burned. Two lost their sons serving in the Revolutionary Army. Another had two sons captured. Nine of the 56 fought and died from wounds or hardships of the Revolutionary War. They signed and they pledged their lives, their fortunes, and their sacred honor. What kind of men were they? So now we can go a little bit in depth here. 24 were lawyers and jurists. 11 were merchants. 9 were farmers and large plantation owners. Men of means, well-educated. But they signed the Declaration of Independence knowing full well that the penalty would be death if they were captured. It's a, you know, it's a pretty steep penalty, if you ask me. Um, it's like, hmm, I got this nice farm here. Uh... I, but if I, you know, but I can sign this and kind of try and be a part of this cool ragtag thing. Um, and it, what's the cost? Oh, my life? Mm, potentially everything I've worked for my entire life and my family? Mm, I don't know. 
yeah, we'll do it. Worth it. And I'd say they made the right right decision. Anyways, Carter Braxton of Virginia, a wealthy planter and trader, saw his ships swept from the seas by the British Navy. He sold his home and properties to pay his debts and died in rags. Thomas McKean was so hounded by the British that he was forced to move his family almost constantly. He served in the Congress without pay and his family was kept in hiding. His possessions were taken from him and poverty was his reward. I mean, so they quite literally risked everything and for a lot of them, everything was taken. Vandals or soldiers looted the properties of Dillery, Hall, Clymer, Walton, Gwinnett, Hayward, Rutledge, and Middleton. At the Battle of Yorktown, Thomas Nelson Jr. noted that the British General Cornwallis had taken over the Nelson home for his headquarters. He quietly urged General George Washington to open fire. The home was destroyed and Nelson died bankrupt. Imagine that. Your home gets taken over and then you have to go and say, open fire, burn it to the ground. Um, that, that, that is a tough spot to be. I, can't, I literally can't even imagine that. Uh, Francis Lewis had his home and his properties destroyed. The enemy jailed his wife and she died within a few months. Jeez. John Hart was driven from his wife's bedside as she was dying. Their 13 children fled for their lives. His fields and his grits, grist mill were laid to waste. For more than a year, he lived in forests and caves, returning home to find his wife dead and his children vanished. A few weeks later, he died from exhaustion and a broken heart. That one might be the most brutal, just because it's what, how, oh, the family. I can't even imagine. Norris and Livingston suffered similar fates. Okay, so we had three people more or less go through that. Such were the stories and sacrifices of the American Revolution. These were not wild-eyed, rabble-rousing ruffians. They were soft-spoken men of means and education. They had security, but they valued liberty more. My favorite line from this whole thing. They had security, but they valued liberty more. Uh, Standing, talk straight, and unwavering, they pledged... Oh, and this is that final line. For the support of this declaration, with their firm reliance on the protection of the divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. And then the quote that I think I did read on yesterday's, I'm going to read it again because you can't say it too many times. It's, it hits me, hits me deep. My hand trembles, but my heart does not. Stephen Hopkins, one of the signers. That is awesome. Uh, like I said, I should have something posted in the description. I'll figure out, you know, what I can do. Because I don't want to necessarily just put his Facebook post up because, A, it's Facebook and you have to be friends with them and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I'm not here. I'm not here to dox people against their, against their knowledge, right? So, and there's another good post too I read, but... I didn't know most of that, and I, I don't even remember being ta- having any of this ever talked about. Like, this was my first encounter with it, so it was kind of crazy, because I was like, huh, didn't, did, I guess I never really thought about it, but then also in all the time that, you know, I was taught about it, it was kind of like, we talked about bigger events, but you didn't go into detail of it, which uh, brings me to the point of a podcast that I want to promote, that it was released starting on, like, last Thursday,
It is uh, by the Daily Wire, and it's America's, let me double check, it's America's Forgotten Heroes, I'm pretty sure is what it's called, and it's awesome. So they did a series last uh, December uh, about Apollo 11 called What We Saw, and it's also a video series. I think you have to be a subscriber to see the video portion, but the audio is out, and it's the same guy who narrates, but yeah, America's Forgotten Heroes all if I remember, I will put the link for that in the description. I start promising all these things. I get nervous when I start saying that because it's like, oh, oh I'll promise it. And then I get to the end and I don't go back and listen to the whole, you know, half hour or whatever it is. And then I, uh, and, and to, to, to mark that and I don't make any note, it's just, I just leave it up to my good old brain to remember all the links I need to do. And so no, no promises. If I miss one here or there, uh, it, most of the things that I link to aren't really hard to find. So, but yeah, it's pretty cool. So they have, as of now, they have one, yeah, July 1st is when they start releasing them. So they, they are up to five. I've listened to four of the five and they're awesome. Most recent one that I listened to was John Paul Jones, who was uh, considered one of the uh, naval founding fathers of our country. Yeah. The angry Scotsman though. Or you should say like the wild Scotsman. He's awesome. Um, his is actually a pretty sad story though. But then they talk about there's uh, Joshua Lawrence Chamberlain uh, during the Civil War who was really cool. Jimmy Doolittle. That one's brutal. That's about World War II. And then the ones – oh, sorry. I haven't listened to yesterday's or today's, so two of them. So one's about Booker T. Washington and then uh, – which I'm excited. And then Ernest Evans. So should be a good time. But check it out. It's a seriously good podcast. Uh, the They're a little over an hour each of them and he just kind of walks through their lives and then and what happens and it, the whole premise is uh, working off of kind of like the great man theory looking back at great men that were pivotal in potentially shifting so many different sequences and things in history and it's it's a really cool really really cool thing and I've, I've really become sentimental lately in terms of stories and looking back on things so it, this fits what I'm doing right now and <laughs> if you're into that sort of stuff, you should like it too. So it's really fun. All true stories, all good stuff. But let me know how your fourth was. Did you, did you have a good time? Did you, you know, where did you, did you catch some fireworks show? Where did you, um, where and how did you catch them? You know, was it uh, on the lake? Was it at a park? Was it just at home in your neighborhood? You know, where was it? Let me let me hear all about it. I want to hear about everyone's. I want to hear about the reflection. I want to hear about uh, any any anything and everything. You know how it is. So uh, one last time, it's a whole hand. It's how many ways you can you can give the feedback that I'm asking for here. You can email. It's randomlyviking at gmail dot com. Don't forget the dot com, like I almost did. You can text. And or leave a voicemail at the number 580-789-9258. You can leave, follow the link below to leave a voice message. You will be capped at a minute. So if you have more than a minute to say, call the number and leave a voicemail. Then lastly, you can leave a five-star review and uh, answer any of the specific questions I've asked on the podcast or tell a fun story. So uh, that'll do it though. That ends this Freedom Weekend series. The celebration of freedom is July 4th. I think uh, I may make a a staple here on the podcast. I, I liked it. I had a lot of fun. Uh, I had a lot of fun telling the stories on uh, Saturday's episode. If you if there's one episode I would say you really need to go listen to. Honestly, I think the first two were probably my best. Uh, but the second one, if you just want to hear some funny stories, have a good laugh, and also have a 
15 minute rabbit trail on the front end, uh, giving context to all of my merch ideas and inside jokes on the podcast. I'll just say this. It's pretty darn freaking good. All right. It's uh, it's pretty darn freaking good episode. And I'd say this series was a lot of fun. In fact, let me know what you thought of it. You have any ideas of things we could do for next year's freedom celebration. Would love to hear it, but I'll just leave with this. I'm very grateful to be where I am and be a part of this awesome uh, country. And it really got brought into perspective in a lot of ways. And I'm thankful for all of those who sacrificed going all the way back 245 years. And even further than that, with the original 13 colonies and those brave founding fathers who set forth things in motion that would forever change uh, history and change the world and be here today. And with that, I am hopeful and but also diligent in wanting to preserve this and continue the great American experiment. So uh, thanks again, everyone, for listening. Hope you enjoyed this freedom celebration. Hope, uh, hope you had a good July 4th. Hope you stayed, stayed safe, didn't, didn't ha- start any fires or almost blow a hand off. We'll see you back on Wednesday for the weekly episode of the Rambling Viking Podcast. This Hanyak is out. <laughs>